Welcome back to the Mole Hole on 590 The Fan, KFNS, 105.7, HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. Welcome back to the Mole Hole, everybody. We've entered the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment, the Boulevard Brewing Company. Boulevard.com. Go check out the website for all of their extensive beer menu. And how about this one? A hot day deserves a cold beer. And Boulevard Brewing Company's Ginger Lemon Rattler is the perfect way to chill out. Tangy lemon and a hint of spicy ginger make it easy drinking and totally refreshing. So whether you're having fun in the sun or staying in, Reach for a Rattler and make that moment even better. Boulevard Ginger Lemon Rattler, the beer with extra zing. Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. And like I said, go check out Boulevard.com for their extensive menu on seasonal beers, uh, their uh, year-round offerings. And if you're ever in Kansas City, do a Boulevard tour. Uh, Those tours are fantastic. You can show up day of and uh, take a tour, do a little tasting. You can find all the information at Boulevard.com. Joining me now in the mole hole is uh, a friend of mine because, let's be honest, if I ask someone to call me at 6 o'clock in the morning and they agree, then we have to be friends. Stand-up comedian Bryce Stanley. What's up, Bryce? How are you, Randy? I'm good. Hey, uh, uh, it, go ahead. It is early. <laughs> So, so we so we must be friends. That's right. That's the only that's the only explanation. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure there was a six a.m., but apparently there is. Well, especially so. in your world now, doing stand up. Uh, let me ask you: You started doing open mics in 2015, and then now you've worked your way up. You're doing some featuring and headlining at smaller clubs in the Midwest. You do a lot a lot of stuff in the KC area and corporate parties. Um, talk about for us because. I'm sort of in the same boat. I, I'm always fascinated. I think you and I have talked before, um, you know, when we've we, when we've met up at other events. Um, I'm always fascinated by um, the preparation and the process of stand-up comics. First, so before we get into that, first tell everybody why you wanted to to do stand-up and what got you to finally say uh, I'm I'm going to go for it and 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 uh, and, and do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I started, uh, it was kind of a weird start. Uh, back when I was married, uh, my uh, mother-in-law was having, she was retiring from a hair salon, and she was having this party, and I just started kind of writing jokes, like, like I should just go into this party as this character, and it was just kind of a redneck, just an idiot kind of character. So I wrote all these jokes, and I just kind of surprised her at her party. And uh, that was kind of the first time I actually performed and tried to make people laugh. How and many, it how went many really people, well. I got I got a picture of this. How many people were there at that party? Uh, it was probably maybe 50. Oh, okay. And it was, uh, like, mainly women that were uh, hairdressers and friends that she had had through. It was, it was a... Mainly women, and uh, I was just this kind of redneck, just kind of really just an idiot. But uh, I, I wrote some pretty good jokes for it, and so it went well. And then I decided I would be the uh, our entertainment at our rotary parties. 
So I would dress up as uh, Carl Kringle, uh, Chris Kringle's older and less successful brother. <laughs> so I did that a couple years. And then from there, I actually ended up getting booked for like a, oh, uh, a telephone company party and a hospital. I did a couple. So I did it like back before I even started really doing stand-up. I did a few shows like that. And then when I got divorced and I moved to Kansas City, I'd always it always been in the back of my head to, to try it without doing a character. Right. And uh, so just, you know, just kind of around, kind of started feeling around where the open mics were. And there was a one at this little bar up in North Kansas City. And uh, so I went and watched a couple times, and I was like, okay, I think I could I could pull that off. And uh, it was a weird mic where you actually got like 10 minutes, which is, is crazy for an open mic because most open micers don't deserve anywhere close to 10 minutes. But So the first time I did an open mic was uh, like in January of 2015, and uh, I did like a full 10-minute set, and... Uh, it just, I don't know. It went, it went okay. So I came back the next week and I actually, the second week I did a totally different 10 minutes, which they were kind of in shock that I could pull that off, but they both went okay. So I just like, all right, let's just, let's just see what happens. So, but really it's just kind of out of boredom and just, (laughs) let's see if I can do it. Bucket list kind of a thing and just kind of took off. So for those of us, uh, for, for people listening, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to you and saying 10 minutes. That's, that's, uh, that's not long at all, but for a stand-up right. comedian, just getting started, that's an eternity, 10 minutes, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Stand in front of people for 10 minutes. If they're not laughing, uh, seems, seems like forever. So, um, yeah, most open mics are like three minutes to five minutes and, uh, that, that can be miserable if you're not, if you're not doing well. So. Yeah, 10 minutes is pretty tough. If you can get to that point where you feel comfortable doing 10 minutes in front of people, you're in pretty good shape. So, Stand-up comedian Bryce Stanley joining me here in the uh, mole hole this morning. Um, so uh, you and I are uh, a little bit similar in that, you know, I uh, I, I started getting um, – I, I, I didn't pursue uh, sports announcing and play-by-play out of college like I had wanted to, even though I could have, and I waited, and then I – started doing it later in life and I've built up quite a few gigs now. Um, you're, you've kind of done the same thing, kind of chasing your passion later in life. Um, what you had said, you know, kind of a bucket list thing, but when you say that and you, and then you have to put material together, what do you draw from when you're writing jokes? Uh, a lot of my life experiences, I, I really feel like if I, if I would have started out of college, I wouldn't not have been very good at all. Um, so I think the growing up, the kids, the uh, getting divorced, the just the life experiences that I've had, uh, just kind of puts a different spin on the way I look at things. Um, most of my, I don't just sit down to write. I don't just like, oh, let's see, Donald Trump did something. Let's write a joke about it. Oh, right. Uh, most most of my stuff just comes from. I just I'll hear something weird. I'll see something weird. Or I'll remember some story that happened, and then I'll just see if I can make that funny you know so most of my stuff's kind of longer i do four or five minutes on the same topic most of the time i don't uh just do a whole lot of one-liner type stuff i do have some one-liners but nothing uh just whatever happens in life i just kind of tend to try to see if i can make it funny so I, i remember um an interview that i heard on howard stern several years ago he was interviewing dave Chappelle, and he was asking him how he got his material 
And Dave Chappelle laughed and said, I just watch TV. Like, because yeah. of all the crazy stuff that's on TV, he's like, I just watch TV and the material is flows into my head. Do you, uh, when you, do you walk around now that you've, you're in this career now for a couple of years, do you walk around kind of looking for, um, um, things to talk about in your act or do they just kind of come organically? You see something happen or you're watching a show or, you know what I mean? Like how do things hit you or do you look at life differently now because you're a stand up comedian? I, I do look at life a little differently, but most of it just comes organically. It's, uh. It's a weird process for me. I'm like I said, I'll just be driving in the car to go pick up my kids, and all of a sudden I'll write a four or five minute bid on something. Um, so I, it just it's just kind of got to hit me, and it's got to uh, for me it's got to uh, it's got to hit my style. Like it's got to be something that I can make funny at, at, with my personality on stage. Um, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff out there, but if I can't make it believable coming from me then it, it doesn't work for me. So that's part of the, that's the main thing with stand-up is you got to get the crowd to believe you, understand you, and relate to you. So uh, when I find funny things, they have to be things that I can, that I can present as me and get people to believe it. So, so let's talk about, uh, I mean, you, you always hear when you, when you hear stand-up comedians interviewed, you always hear about the times that they, that they just, that it, the room was dead. And they just, they couldn't do anything about it. And usually it's their first several times on stage. Did that happen to you, yeah. or, to, to you or did you get laughs right away? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I was getting like big laughs right away, but I haven't had too many times where it was just miserable. Um, the, the nice thing about open mics is you can kind of control that and you can kind of see that if the room is horrible, uh, you know, you can... Right, take your name off the list if you want to, <laughs> and some of these some of these comics just think that that's that they have to do that. They have to just go up there and just fight through it. And uh, my philosophy has typically been, uh, let's just take my name off the list and I'll watch. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, I don't get myself into any of those positions. When you get into a position where you're uh, getting paid for a show, uh, then you pretty much have to do your time. I've had a few of those that went. Kind of rough, but nothing, nothing terrible, nothing I, um, you know, that still wakes me up in the middle of the night or anything like that. So, describe the feeling for those that will never get to experience it. Describe the feeling of I imagine there can't be a better feeling in the world than when you're on stage and you're killing, and the room is laughing at everything you're saying. Oh yeah, it's uh, it just kind of takes over uh it's 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 wild because it's just uh it it is it's that feeling like you just can't say anything wrong sometimes um and it's just it's hard to explain because you don't expect it to happen um but yeah i've had a couple i did a contest at the improv here Uh, it's like the big contest this year and the first night that i went there was probably close to 200 people in the crowd and not, the comics were doing okay, but nobody was doing really great. And I got up there, and somehow they they really liked me. And it was just it was like five minutes, and like they were they couldn't stop laughing. And it's just it's like you kind of go it's a zone. You just kind of just kind of roll with it. But it's a, it's a pretty amazing feeling. I came off stage that time thinking, man, I'm a pretty good comic. And then, <laughs> 
then, then, then I went back for the finals a couple weeks later and found out I wasn't I wasn't quite that good. <laughs> Stand up, I didn't com- recreate it in the finals. <laughs> Stand up comedian Bryce Stanley joins me. That see, but that's the thing that fascinates me so much about doing that is that you could get up and kill and then come back with the same material and the crowd is different and and it won't kill that next time like that's got to be like that to me seems gut-wrenching like you go up you kill and then you think to yourself well this is golden material i'm gonna kill with this every time i go up and then you don't yeah no you definitely don't um part of my my process a lot of the the open mics are younger crowds and uh, I, my jokes tend to be a little more for a grown-up, like a professional-type crowd. Um, I stay fairly clean, and I, you know, I, I kind of want to make it a career, so I try to kind of go that path. But I have trouble a lot of times with my jokes, try going to open mics and trying to figure out if my jokes are funny, because I'll think they're funny, and I'll do them two or three times in an open mic, and they just won't go over real well. And then all of a sudden I'll get a, a show that's got grown-ups in the crowd and I'll do the same jokes and it works, you know? So I'm like, I, it, it's kind of hard. I get, sometimes I got to step back and look at my stuff and say, yeah, this is good enough or no, it's not. But judging it off of uh, some of the open mic crowds is kind of tough. A lot of times it's only comics. It'll be mainly comics in the crowd and they're kind of half paying attention and they don't probably really want to laugh at somebody else. That kind of a deal. So, let me but, ask you uh, yeah, some uh, influence questions. So, who who are stand up comedians? Because if you if if you're if you're if you're pursuing this and chasing it and 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 you're getting paid gigs and you're doing well, there had to have been some influences for you watching stand up comedy over the years. Who are some of the guys that uh, that you've watched that I don't want to say you patterned your your stand up after because everyone's got their own personality but guys that you drew have drawn from that you watched on stage that you thought man that the the way they talk the delivery the way they tell a story uh well, who are some guys out there that that you really respect as stand-up comedians um i like i, I oddly enough i don't watch a whole lot of stand-up um i have you know as growing up i did watch some uh stephen wright was always one of my i just love the just the deadpan, uh, and I love the clever writing. Like now that I'm older, and I look, and like the writing, his writing is so so good. It's just so simple, and uh, it's just efficient. You know, there's yeah. nothing oh, yeah. in there that's wasted. Um, I really, I really enjoyed him when I was growing up. Um, I'm probably I like Ron White. I like his timing and his. Uh, he's kind of got that laid back. Um, that's more my style on stage. I'm not real high energy. Um, I'd say probably as far as style, I'd probably match his, just the kind of a slower, just talking kind of a style. Um, I get people tell me I look like Larry the Cable Guy the most, though. <laughs> so so I, don't, I wouldn't really call him an influence, but Larry the Cable Guy is funny, too. Yeah. Do you, uh, his, do, you do five minutes? Do you do five minutes on how you look like Larry the Cable Guy? I I, uh, I need to start that because I get <laughs> when I when I first started I'd get the re- like I'd be at, like an open mic and they'd be like they're like did you go already I'm like yeah and they're like what'd you do Larry the Cable Guy stuff I'm like yeah that's that's what I did I just did five minutes of Larry the Cable Guy's jokes so but I, it kind of died for a while I don't know if maybe my facial hairs come back around to look more like 
Larry the Cable Guy, but the last uh, month or two I've been getting a lot of lot more references. So yeah, I may need to put a five minute uh, five minute Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, joke there you go. Segment together for him. So. Yeah, and, and just over and over, just say I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. That's it. That's <laughs> exactly. Just say over and over for five minutes. Yeah, get uh-huh. her done. Throw out a few get her dones. Uh huh. Tear my sleeves off and just go to town. Yeah, I mean you gotta. I mean, yeah. expose the guns, my friend. Heck yeah. Uh, but, give but, us some, uh, give it, I, I'm not asking you to do stand up right here on the radio because that's not going to work. But what, what, what are some of the, uh, the, the stories that have been most successful for you on stage? Just a little bit about just some of the, the, uh, uh, inane <laughs> things that you've lived through that, that you have talked about on stage that have really gone over well. Um, I do, uh, one of my bits I used to do, I, I've kind of faced it out a little bit, but I used to do a bit that went over really well about, uh, coming to Kansas city and wanting to, I was living in a small town, uh, before that I moved to Kansas city. I wanted to, you know, find a way to kind of get to know people and, uh, do the things that people in the city do. So I decided I'd just join a gang <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but I didn't have time for a real gang, so I decided I'd just join an online gang because it'd be a lot easier, you know. <laughs> so it's just a, it's just about about seven eight minutes on joining a gang, and it turns into just stupid office humor, right? Uh, you know, trying to log in and uh, <laughs> you know you can't backspace out of the gang at that point, kind of stuff. So, um, but I, that story is nothing really true, but uh, for some reason I thought the the concept of an online gang was pretty funny, but that bit's usually worked pretty well for me. Um, I've got a story that's mostly made up about uh, going deer hunting with my father-in-law before before I got married, um, and just kind of the weird, like not knowing how to hunt kind of a stuff. And that's one of the ones that really uh, did not work at open mics. They just yeah. didn't get it. But when I bring it out in a show, that's that's probably my best bit right now. Um, but it's, it's pretty entertaining. Um, trying to think of others that come from most, I don't, I have a trouble taking like totally true life stories and making them funny, but, um, so but, I tend, tend but, to make, tend to add and make up a lot of my stories. Yeah. So. I was going to say, you probably take like premises of things you've gone through right. and then, yeah. And then kind of make it ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the, uh, that's kind of my style is to try to see how ridiculous of a story I can tell and get people to kind of actually think it might be true. <laughs> um, I do, I open my act talking about uh, naming my kids and that I was looking, you know, for something to pass my name along. And then I was also looking for something biblical. So I recommended the name Jesus Bryce. <laughs> and, and my wife was like, no. Um, so just kind of naming the kids and then I, we finally settle and I get to name him after my favorite NASCAR driver. And, uh, it's hard to believe little Dale jr is already 12. <laughs> so I end up with kids named Dale jr and, uh, Robert Griffin, the third. <laughs> and I have actually had people ask me after the show, if that, those were the names of my kids. So. <laughs> Stand up comedian, like, Bryce no. Stanley joining me here this morning in the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment on the mole hole, five ninety the fan KFNS, and S one Oh five, seven, eight, two FM inside stl.com you know it's funny you talk to people and everyone thinks they can go on i mean how many people have you talked to over the years that say 
Oh, I could do that. I could go up and do. I could go up and do stand up. Like people oh, think yeah. it's so easy, and um, I mean, explain it, it. I don't know where I'm going with the line of questioning, but people think it's so easy, and man, it's just not. It's just not easy to go up and get laughs. Right. I think what people uh, you've been around enough parties where there's the guy that's that's funny, and I right. think a lot of people think they're 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 that funny guy. And when they're telling their stories at the, you know, around the keg that everybody's laughing and that, that they can go do that on stage. But what they don't realize is that in that five minute story that they just told, there was about three and a half minutes that nobody was laughing. (laughs) Right. And, uh, they, they, uh, a lot of the new people tend to, they'll get up there and they'll start that story. And then about a minute in when everybody's just kind of looking at them or they've lost half the crowd already, they start realizing that, that that story wasn't that funny, that there's only one really good line at the end of it. Um, so I, I think that's that's the thing. I think people think they're funny. And there's there's tons of funny people, but translating it into uh, standing in front of a bunch of people and getting their attention and getting them to, to listen to you and to laugh throughout the whole process, is, it's a lot, a lot harder than it looks. So one of the questions I had, I had asked you earlier, I'm going to go back to this. Anytime I interview a coach uh, on on my show, I always ask them, are they always in coach mode? Like, in other words, if you're, you know, if, as, a, as if you're a high school football coach and you're watching a game on the uh, an NFL game on Sunday, are they watching how plays develop? Are they watching defensive schemes? Are they, you know, like, are they watching those things and taking notes so that they can maybe incorporate something into whatever they're coaching, right? So I, I uh, wonder. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same for you. I, I kind of touched on it earlier about do you you know do you draw material, but do you have is that one of those things? Do you is your voice recorder on your phone packed with stuff that you see on a daily basis, and you kind of record, you kind of get on that phone, and you make yourself a note like, hey, you know, I want to write a bit on this, or I want to. Uh, work this out or are you always writing jokes always um yeah i think I'll, yeah i'm always looking um i do have i send a lot of like text to myself with uh just little one-line idea type stuff um i do record stuff every time if i'm driving or whatever but yeah i'd say i'm always i'm always kind of looking uh anytime i watch other comics i'm always looking uh and, and i really try to look at the the way the jokes are developed um, and the, like the wording is, it's amazing how you can tell the same joke and just word it a little bit different. Um, so I really try to pay attention to that uh, when I'm watching other people and then out in life. But uh, yeah, I'd say I'm always kind of looking, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not the kind of comic that's always trying to be funny, like off stage. A lot of guys are, I'm not like that. Most people don't think I'm a comedian just talking to me because I'm not the class clown, life of the party kind of a guy off stage. But I'm uh, I'm watching and learning. <laughs> uh, I got to be careful when I'm around you from now on. That's right. You'll end <laughs> up in my in my set. <laughs> I probably already am. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Stanley, stand-up comedian, joining me here in the Boulevard uh, Brewing Company sports segment. A couple, a couple more last questions. You've been doing uh, stand up for two years now. I'm sure you've met some uh, good comedians, some some comedians that we might know, uh, maybe uh, some name guys. 
A- anyone you've met that uh, sticks with you that's kind of famous, I guess? Um, I've worked with a few. Uh, Stanford's Comedy Club tends to get the 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 uh, famous names kind of on their on their way down, maybe a little it, bit. Is that in Kansas City? Uh, yeah, 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 they're in Kansas City. That's kind of my home club. That's kind of right. where I got started. I got uh, started MC in there, and then I moved up. I typically feature there, so I'm like the guy that does about 30 minutes before the headliner. So uh, I've got to work with uh, Kevin Farley, uh, Chris Farley's older brother. Yeah. He was pretty cool to work with. Uh, he comes to town quite a bit here. Uh, worked with the first guy I ever worked with was Brian Dungleman, who was uh, one of the co-hosts of yeah. American Idol in the first yeah, season. The, yeah, yeah. So I got to uh, MC. I've featured and MC'd for him. He's a he's a nice guy. He's a, he's pretty funny too. He's a good guy. Um, let's see, Jeff Richards. I worked with him. He was on Saturday Night Live and uh, Mad TV both for like a year or two. He was like the drunk girl on Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. Yeah, he wasn't on there. He's he's a character. He's one of those that off stage is just you never know what's going to happen. He's he's a funny dude. Um, I got to work with Todd Bridges. Uh, Todd Bridges, from, uh, di- different strokes. Yeah, yeah. He does stand up. He tries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he he talks about himself quite a bit. You know. So it's it's a lot of it's about forty minutes of name dropping. Oh yeah, know what it ends up being. Yeah, but he was a he was an odd character, but he was uh, met him. Uh, Greg Warren, he's a St. Louis guy. Yeah, yeah. Greg Warren's uh, on the yeah. air here a lot. People interview him here a lot. He's uh, he's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to work. Uh, he there's a little club down in Springfield that's got started, and I grew up real close to there, so I. Uh, I get to work down there quite a bit, and I uh, went down and got to feature with Greg Warren, and that was a fun weekend getting to watch him, watch him work. He's a, he's really funny. He's a good comic. So, um, those are probably the bigger the names that you would probably recognize. Um, I've got to meet some other ones that are coming through. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. I don't know if you know him, but he's he's moving up. He does a lot of he writes a lot of the roast stuff uh, for a lot of these roasts that are going on now. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you'll start seeing him on the roast. But he looks like he's about 12 years old. But he's he's quick and clever and uh, mean a little bit. Yeah. But he's a, he's funny. He's a good one. Uh, Michelle Wolf. Uh, she's she's been through a couple of times. I think she's coming next week to the Improv here in town. But I've met her and got to hang out and watch her shows. Uh, uh, is it John Reap? I think he was here. A, uh, a while ago, I got to meet him and stuff. He was pretty cool. Um, so when you when you talked about some of these bigger names that you've worked with, um, what's what's the plan for you? Well, like what are what are you? Uh, what's what's your goal? What's uh, do you do you have one? Are you just working it out and see what happens, or what's the what's the goal for Bryce Stanley? Well, I think long term, I'd like to get where I'm, uh, like not having to do any other jobs. Um, and just be able to kind of just do comedy. Um, I'm kind of going more into the uh, corporate. Uh, it's kind of odd. The the money is more in the corporate type stuff. Right. You know, you can do a ho- holiday party and make as much as you do for a you know a whole weekend at a at a club. But the you know the clubs where you get the exposure. So um, I really just kind of like to work my way up and get where I'm 
you know, headlining some of these clubs and getting to a point where I can kind of survive uh, with just that income would, is kind of the, the main goal. But it's a, it's a pretty slow process. I'm moving really fast, actually, compared to a lot of people, but it still, it still seems like uh, it's a slow process. It's, it just takes a while to, you know, you got to get in all the different places and you got to do well at all the different places to keep getting invited back and then build up that you know, that base of, of work that's out there. So, but I'd say long-term, that's just my main goal is just to get to a point where I can survive on just the comedy stuff if I need to. Stand-up comedian Bryce Stanley joining us here in the Molehole Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment. And um, tell everyone where they can, is there is there material out there that people can go watch? Is there people, uh, places they can hear uh, some of your stand-up uh, other than going to see you live? Uh, yeah, I've got some stuff on YouTube. Uh, they can just uh, put my name in on YouTube. I've got uh, the my newest one is uh, they do a show here in town, and they uh, have a really good production company that comes in and does the the uh, video for it. So it's a real good quality. Um, it's a uh, they call it Laugh KC. Mm-hmm. So if you put my name in on YouTube and uh, the one that comes up that says Laugh KC, that's about a 15 minute uh, video of me. That's my newest one. And then there's a couple of other older ones on there too. And then uh, I'm on Facebook. I've got just a comedy page. It's just Bryce Stanley Comedy. Um, you can go on there and kind of get get directed to different things too. But um, that's probably your main spot. If you want to go to YouTube, you can find me. And I got a few on there. I try not to put too many on there, but um, I do have a few on there. So you got your st- best bet. That's uh, Bryce Stanley. You got to you got to uh, you got to come to St. Louis sometime. I do need to. Uh, I, I I need to work that out. There's a few clubs over there, and I need to figure out how to get in them. Absolutely. Uh, look forward to seeing you again, and uh, congrats on uh, your success. And I, this was fun. I love uh, I love talking about the the inner workings in the mind of a, uh-huh. a stand up comedian. Yeah, most most uh, stand up comedian minds you probably don't want to be in. Would be my <laughs> guess. But. All right, Bryce. Thanks, man. All right, appreciate yep, it. Have Thanks. a good one. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Bryce Stanley. Joining us this morning, stand-up comedian, mainly based out of the Kansas City area. Hopefully, he'll get some gigs here in St. Louis. And um, he's a buddy of mine for a long time. He and I were fraternity brothers at Mizzou. And uh, the fact that he's kind of chased this later in life is something I love. I love that. Um, you know, you're never too old. You're never. Uh, you, you're on this earth for one life, man. One life. And uh, if you've got some passions that you want to chase after, you should. You should go for it. And he's doing that right now. That was the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment at Boulevard Brewing Company. Their calling is beer. They've taken everything they've learned over the last 27 years and poured it into the calling. The calling is a double IPA bursting with tropical hop aroma and balanced with flavor from start to finish. It is a beer that demands to be noticed. Call it destiny. Call it fate. They call it the calling. And you'll want to answer that calling. The Calling IPA, Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Go check out their extensive beer menu on their website, boulevard.com. You're listening to The Mole Hole on 590 The Fan, 1057HD2FM, inside STL.com.